Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. One, two, three. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. Dribbles past him, goes inside. Toppin got a piece of it. The follow won't go. Burks the rebound. Knicks have numbers. Alley oop. Alley oop to Toppin. Bedlam! Bedlam! What up, Knicks fans, and what is up, Barry? Motherfucking D. What is up, Craig? Back from Puerto Rico. Back from Puerto Rico. Condolences, by the way. Thank you. We had tickets to Game 2. Barry bought us four tickets to Game 2. After all that last week to go with me, Jay, and Trey to Game 2. What a game we enjoyed, Barry. Not exactly. Not exactly. We'll get to that later. And good day to Jay, a.k.a. Blanderson Hooper. Good day to you as well, Craig. 2,932 days since the last playoff win until Wednesday night when we got our first in a long time. We're going to talk about that huge win, the first two games of the series. Julius Randle struggles through two. Obi Toppin. Was I right about Obi Toppin? Maybe those receipts will work out after all, Jay. I don't think so. (laughs) That weird-haired little runt and villain in New York City right now, Trey Young. You guys big fans of Trey Young? Fuck Trey Young. Barry? (laughs) Uh, Not during the series, Craig, no. Okay. Wherever you listen to the show, remember to leave us a five-star rating and or a positive review. And please, subscribe to the one podcast that is not afraid to put on a bra and panties if that means we're turning around a basketball game, guys. That's right. At least that's what I said on Twitter. Yeah, I saw that. I... I didn't even want to, I, I thought about texting you and then I was like, I don't even want to know. I didn't really have a bra and panties on. Well, thank God. I was doing a lot of things differently than I did in the first half because I was as superstitious as I was in the fucking 90s for these games. Dude, I changed the room I was watching the game in. I changed my pajamas. I not into a bra and panties. It's looking more like a crop top and briefs. All right. <laughs> Okay. I took off my wedding ring. I realized that during our winning streak, this occurred to me at halftime. Remember I said I was working out for every game during that streak? Yeah. Right. Well, I did it for the first half. It was not fucking working. So I said, oh, fuck this. I'm not working out. And then I realized during those two weeks, I didn't wear my wedding ring once because I kept taking it off to work out. Oh. And I had it on. I took it off at halftime. I took so it off. So it's your fault. It might have been. This recent stretch of tough games, like since we were on that huge winning streak, I was wearing my ring again. I took it off. I apologized to my wife, but I took it off and we fucking came back. I hate superstitious people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, can I just say that they they went on that run and I was was laying in bed and I had to piss so bad and I was afraid to get up and use the bathroom. So I just... I just held it in until the end of the game. I do that too. I had to go to the bathroom so bad. Sometimes when it's not going well, I think that by peeing 
it will release like all the bad energy and they will suddenly be doing good again. They went on that run and I was like, I, I can't get up because then if something goes wrong, it's going to be, it's going to be because I took a piss. Dude, I didn't move an inch during that fourth quarter. I could not have this entire season be negated with two losses to those fucking nerds in Atlanta. Is that not a nerdy fucking team? Trey uh, Young, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Kevin Herter. Danilo Gallinari with that fucking That haircut mohawk. is horrible. It's just, it's horrible. It's like, I swear it's like the Revenge of the Nerds movie. I don't like having to see the uh, the freckles on his head where his hair would be. I don't like that. I think he just got that mohawk so that Trey Young wouldn't have the ugliest fucking head in this series. <laughs> Team player, Gallo. Team fucking player. Guys, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. They have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. As I said, guys, game one, our first playoff game in eight years. Honestly, it was everything I feared it was going to be. A raucous crowd, making our players nervous, giving them those playoff jitters. Our most improved player, Julius Randle. Turned into the, everyone wants to trade Julius Randle from just two years ago. Yet we almost pulled it off. But I said my biggest fear going into that game one was going to be a close game at the end. And they have Trey Young. And of course, he came through in the clutch. By the way, I punched my couch so hard at one moment in that fourth quarter that my son looked at me and he had fear in his eyes. (laughs) He has never seen me like that. Ever. Trey becomes the villain of New York. Fuck you, Trey Chance. Trey shushing the crowd. Yeah, I did not like that. That gave me, that was, you know, like flashbacks of Reggie. The mayor of New York City even getting on Trey Young in a press conference the next day in a Knicks hat. Who, by the way, just days earlier, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with him. He was wearing like a Brooklyn Nets hat and he had a whole press conference about Shake Shack burgers. Did he have a jersey on? I thought he had a jersey on. Maybe a jersey, yeah. Jay, play this clip. This is about basketball. I have an important official announcement. Uh, This is very serious. Want to get this out? Uh, message to Trey Young uh, on behalf of the people of New York City and, and anyone who cares about actually playing basketball the right way. Stop hunting for fouls, Trey. Uh, I want to quote Steve Nash, one of the great player, great coach. He says, quote unquote, that's not basketball. Trey, Trey, that hawk's not going to fly in New York City. Come on, play the game the right way. See if you can win. I think the Knicks are going to teach you a lesson. That hawk's not going to fly in New York City? That was, I mean, that was fucking embarrassing, to be honest. Were you not embarrassed by that, Barry? Yes, absolutely, Craig. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Well, he's not our mayor. Douche chills. After that loss, three days, three fucking days of me yelling at my family and moping around the house, angry, just waiting for game two on Wednesday night. And then game two, again, everything I feared. At least up until the second half. Same Julius Randle. Down, what, 15 at the half? I think, I think it was 13. 13? I think it was 57-44, wasn't it? And then, like I said, I changed it all up and we pull it off. Huge comeback win. The garden is going nuts. Derek Rose starts the second half. Dream come true. Oh. Elf on the shelf, Jason. A sign of good things to I come. Know. Everything turned around in the second half. Rose starts. Raucous crowd, LeBron tweeting, MSG, loud as hell. Actually, he wrote loud ass hell, which I don't know if that's like a phrase or something. Julius awakens, goes from 0 for 6 in the first half to 4 of 5 in the third quarter. Obi Toppin proves me right and becomes the Nick with the most potential on this team. 
Blandy. Yeah, I don't agree with that, but. And that weird little dude, Trey Young, has to walk off a loser saying, I'll see you in the A. The ass? What? Did he say, did he really say yeah. that? I'll see you in the A? Yeah. 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 Does that mean the ass? No, it doesn't yes. mean ass. Oh, Atlanta. Okay. To which Reggie Bullock on Twitter replies, run it back in the A, not the ass, Jay, but run it back in the A, we wit the shits. And I don't know what the fuck that means, but I love it. Uh, Barry, we didn't get to go to game two. Jay actually texted me during the game, something to the effect of, can you believe we're not at this fucking game? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it was rough you know, yeah my, my, so yeah I, I bought tickets for the four of us to go and the next day my wife's abuelita passed away you know she's, she's which is little gra- little grandma little grandma in spanish she's um from puerto rico so we had to fly down to puerto rico the funeral was on wednesday so i had to sell the tickets and the plan was as we discussed sell the tickets for more than i paid Use yeah. that to go to game five or game seven. But, you know, it's like Tuesday night, the night before the game, I, and nobody was biting on the tickets. I had to I had to drop them down. I didn't, And I didn't want to have to be looking at my phone all day Wednesday during the, the day of the funeral. I wanted to just get rid of them. So I ended up selling them for what I paid for, you know, which uh, as soon as I did that, they sold, you know, in a matter of minutes. But It would have been a great night. Would have been a great night. But we will have our other, we will have another chance, hopefully. Yes. The question now is, do we go for this series or do we hope for round two? <laughs> Well, I would it know. have been a great night or would it have been a great 24 minutes there? I don't know if it been a great night. I texted Craig at one point about how bad it was and all he wrote back was, I'm sad. That was it. Just those two <laughs> words. I'm sad. I, I, dude, it was looking like our season was about to be over. It really but was. The Knicks have come back so many times this year. They've shown that they can do it over and over. Wait, can I make a correction really quick? Sure. Craig wrote, I'm so sad. So, okay. I'm so sad. I knew that that was not correct, Jay, but I didn't feel a need to add the one <laughs> word. I wanted to add the so. <laughs> Guys, game one, Julius Randle was six of 23, 15 points. Game two, over six at the half. Second half, he finished five for 10 in that half, finishing five for 16. Has he broken through now? Or do we think that the struggles might continue because he is not looking anything near the player he was? Before these playoffs. He's not. Look, it's his first playoff series. You know, let him get away from the loud, crazy MSG crowd. Let him go to Atlanta. Let him get back to doing his Randall thing. And we'll see what happens. It's it's definitely not too late. It's two games of a seven-game series. He can write this ship. And and again, maybe that second half is his turnaround. It's interesting that they were doubling him, like, basically every time he touched the ball. And But it's not like he hasn't faced double teams during the course of the year. So No, he's been facing it all year long. I, I, right. So I don't understand why he seemed to have so much difficulty with it. I mean, but they were on him the second he had the ball. They, they were, you know, they had two men on him. He just, he struggled. I'm telling you what makes me nervous, and I've been saying it a long time, and I think you know this. I'm telling you that different players perform differently when there was no one in the arena versus like a couple thousand and now a packed arena of 15,000. We know how much Julius Randle struggled last year and it was because he felt all that pressure. Just think about it. A crowd like that, if that affects your shot in the tiniest way, gives you makes you a little more excited or a little more nervous, 
Like if that affects your shot in, in the most minimal way, it's not going in. It seemed like when shots weren't falling for him, he, he just seemed to shy away. It wasn't like he was playing aggressive, driving the lane. It seemed like he didn't want to be anywhere near the fucking ball. <laughs> and it seemed like his teammates knew that. His teammates weren't even giving it to him. They weren't looking for him. He was just the most improved player, our MVP for this season in that first half. He was like Alfred out there, staying away from the ball, staying away from the offense, and the team staying away from him. That's why I was so nervous. It's a complete 180 from where he was all season. If his shot's not falling, fine. But he was stopped being aggressive. He stopped. The offense wasn't running through him like it always does. But it didn't affect him on the defensive end. You know, he stayed focused there. That, that second game, the opponents that he covered were 0 for 15 through that game. And you saw the hustle throughout the game. His defense was there. It hasn't wavered. Yeah, he was intense and, down there. And on yeah, the and, and you can't, was, I'm not going to write him off yet after these two games, and you can't. And I'm not going to say that it's, I'm not going to say that he's going to perform this way through the whole playoffs because of the nerves and that sort of thing. Yeah, maybe there were nerves involved that first game. Randall's going to come back to us, okay? He, he, is playing, he was playing with pressure through the whole second half of the season when there was talk of the MVP race and the most improved player race and all the buzz surrounding him and this team and him being the leader of this team. And, you know, going on national media interviews and the, and the whole bit. He faced, you know, the, the, the scrutiny that was on him this season was higher than it had ever been his entire career. You know, so yes, the playoffs, definitely a new level. Okay, but I'm not going to write him off for that, you know, for these two games. No way. Yeah, and like you said, he's got a good opportunity now. He sort of turned it around that second half. Could have easily crumbled, right? But he pulled it together. The rest of the Knicks team pulled it together. Now they're going to Atlanta. It's not going to be anywhere near the same energy, even though there's a good chance there's a lot of Knicks fans there. Yeah. But it's not going to be like that. Honestly, I knew MSG got crazy during the playoffs, but this was a whole nother level. This wasn't anything that we were picturing. Even when they said 13,000 fans and then they upped it to 15,000, whenever they showed shots of the garden... You didn't see an empty seat in the whole house. It was nuts. And they're standing the whole game. Dude, they're standing the entire half and they're fucking like rabid fucking animals out there. I mean, I don't, I think it's horrible, but you got people spitting and screaming and Trey Young's on the sideline and everyone's pointing at him and booing and cursing. Dude. Yeah. Well, the spitting thing is, is, is fucked it's up. It's horrible. Majorly fucked up. It's horrible. But everything else that was going on there, the standing, the pointing, the screaming, the yelling, the cursing, fucking, I love it all. I don't care what my oh, queen yeah. says. Do you, do you think that a lot of, of that can be attributed to the fact that there were probably more like real fans in the stands rather than, you know, a normal playoff when it gets more expensive and you have all those corporate people that are there schmoozing and you've got a lot of people there that are there because it's the playoffs and they want to be seen and it's not quote unquote real Knicks fans that are sitting in the seats. No, and I here, don't know how much of that people I People were there because they wanted to be there. Yeah, but even in years past, you know, and again, you got to go back a ways, but when the Knicks were in the playoffs and they had big playoff moments, the garden always got super loud, you know, super crazy. We just haven't heard it in a long time. Yeah, we're also talking though they were only what two thirds full, three quarters full. I mean that was it. Like Craig said, it was insane. I think like, you nobody. Yeah, I think you definitely did have a lot more like diehard Knicks fans yeah, there. Just real the fact, fans. just the fact that it was the first opportunity to go see a playoff game or just see the Knicks in a crowd like that this year. That obviously, when you've got a lot of games going on, you're going to get all the diehards aren't going to go to the same game. Right. But everybody wanted to go to this game. It looked like to me like you had more fans like all of us there. It was 
It wasn't like a lot of little kids and, and yeah, like Jay said, suits. businessmen. You don't have, there's yeah. obviously not a lot of, everyone's working from home. The city isn't fully functional as a business. Not everyone's working in the city. So you're not getting like tons of suits going to the game. I, that was really looked like it was jam packed full of nutcases like us. Which made it great. Yeah, we we had a podcast appearance the other day, and you made a great analogy. You know, because the fact that a lot of Knicks fans haven't been to a game yet, and they were going to jump at this opportunity to get there, and you basically said that it was going to be nuts in MSG. You said it was like taking a soda bottle, shaking it up, and then as soon as the fans get in MSG, they're just going to open that bottle and it's going to spray. Yeah, and you even said you predicted, like you even predicted that that Trey Young would get wet, didn't you? (laughs) From the yeah, fans. So Little me. did oh, we know it was going to be somebody's saliva. Jay, where's that receipt? No, we got to get that. <laughs> I yeah. didn't listen to that. I said, like, it's like all season, that soda bottle's being shook up, shook up, shook up. And when everyone's at the garden, that's when we're going to, fu- the cap's going to come flying off. Everything's going to get shooting out. And Trey Young's like all fucking over the face. wet. Yeah. And he got spit on. So, yeah, I guess I was right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Some other things to mention that game. Obi Toppin, like we said, he. Oh, your boy Obi, Craig. Your boy Obi. He's being aggressive. He's going to the basket. He's getting fouled. His mom, they're fucking chanting Obi. His mom's fucking crying in the stands. How yeah, you she's crying. <laughs> that Obi chant got me going, man. I, I was so happy for him. But, you know, and the, and the fact of his shooting, over his last 14 games, he's been shooting 45% from three compared to 30% for the whole season. He's up this game. He's, he's doing what we all hoped he would do, right? And in and, and productive minutes, he's playing hard. He's doing the right plays. He had a block in there, you know, and, and like you played the opening of the show. Going into that alley oop, oh, it was electric. And especially, you feel so much more comfortable because and Randall didn't didn't have it at that point. And you're like, it's right. all right, we got Obi in there. We're, yeah, it's okay. he played extended minutes in that third quarter. Yeah, Obi was looking when Obi came in. You're like, oh, it was here. It's gonna be such an improvement from fucking Randall, which is sad. <laughs> right. But he was making like quick decisions. Like he'd have the ball and he'd see an opening to the hoop, and he would just fucking go. And he'd get end up getting he gets the foul call because he's gonna go up high. He's gonna get the foul call most yeah, of the time. Yeah, got to the line four times. Well, even the the one where he got called for the offensive foul, I mean, he took it to the hoop, and that's not like we haven't really seen that. He's just been kind of all season long floating around outside, you know, floating around outside on the yep. perimeter. But he, I mean, he went right. I can't remember who it was, if it was Hunter or Collins or whoever. I mean, he went right at the hoop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to see more of that for sure because he's got moves around the hoop, and he's you know he's high flying. He's got post moves. We saw very little of it, but when we saw it, it looked very impressive. He's got he's got the skills. It's becoming a valuable part of this team, as is, and he's been for a while, Taj Gibson. He was a plus 26 in that game, too. By far, like, I think double the next closest guy on the team. Plus 26. He had a big game. The heartbeat of this team, one can say. He really is. And I love when they were talking about, you know, obviously we know he grew up in New York City. And how you can tell how much he's enjoying playing playoff basketball at the Garden in front of that crowd. It just makes you feel good that he's being a part of this, you know? Yeah, and he had to sit through that miserable season last year. <laughs> you can't not talk about Derrick Rose. 26 points to lead that team in game two. And, you know, you think where Derrick Rose came from, right, to get here. We The, the Knicks fleeced Detroit. To get Derrick Rose yeah, here, really it's unbelievable. Then it's a shooter and a second round pick. Getting Derrick Rose on the team is like finding a, a, a Versace on a clearance rack at TJ Maxx. We got him for for nothing. He, he wasn't. He wasn't even playing in Detroit. I mean, he wasn't playing. The at red, all. but the reason he wasn't playing is because they were tanking. You listen to any Detroit fan. They love him. And this isn't a guy that played these great years there. He played two years for them. You know, 
Uh, he, he almost got sixth man of the year for them last year. He was playing that good. And and I, I love I love when a guy has a season or two seasons in a, in, in a city and then he goes elsewhere, but he still becomes a fan favorite, right? It, it, for, for a meaningless team. Um, and that's what Derek Rose is to Detroit. And that's what Derek Rose is to everywhere he's gone because he put in the effort, he puts in the work, and he's still got a ton of talent. The fact that we got him for nothing. That one crossover? When was that crossover move? Do you know what I'm talking about? There was no. one crossover that he just, whoever was guarding him, I mean, he made him oh, look yeah, stupid. Yeah, yeah. No, the game in and game out now, he's <laughs> yeah. he's making these great moves to get to the hoop for these reverse layups. He's just playing so well. And so much is being asked of him. He's shooting better from the outside. Yeah. I mean, part of me worries about all those minutes, but at the same time, like they're not making a, a run to the finals. So you, you know what? If he's got to play 30 plus minutes now and it gets us into the second round and we could win a game or two in the second round. Yeah. Just in the last, in, in both games, one and two, he led the team in minutes. He had 39 minutes in game two, 38 minutes in game one, 77 minutes, 77 minutes leading the team off the bench. By the way, Taj Gibson had 30 minutes in that game too, and Alec Burks 30. Three bench guys with 30 plus minutes. While Noel only played 17, Peyton played five, which we know. Which, by and the way, he, Peyton has to be done starting, right? It's got to be. I, I think so. I think that's what I think that's what that move was of starting Rose in the second half. I think that's done. He, he's he's done. What's Tommy D saying now? What's Tommy D saying about it all now? Where, where, where's the where's those where's those crickets, Jay? There we go. That's Tommy D's Twitter account right now. Reggie Bullock with some key threes down the stretch. Finally. We don't win that game if he doesn't hit a couple of those threes late. No. Because as always, like scoring was not coming easy at the end of that game. No, and quickly, quickly, you know, they weren't falling for him. Quickly didn't have it. Bullock, um, what about that? That like hip check on DeAndre Hunter that kind of changed the that was fucking pathetic the tone of the game. <laughs> that that was a flagrant foul. One of the keys to the game, guys. I thought Bogdanovich. He was horrible. All right, one of the best three point shooters in the league. Forty four percent three point shooter during the regular season. Two for thirteen from yeah. three. Did we win that game because Bogdanovich, who they rely on, couldn't hit anything? And it wasn't just him. Gallinari was was th- the whole team was abysmal. From, well, yeah, from and especially in that third quarter during the run, they just yeah. went completely flat. I mean, they couldn't yeah, get a shot. Yeah, between Gallo and Bogdanovich, they were four of 22 from three. Oh, yeah. That certainly helped us win, but I don't think that's why I don't think that's why we won. I think more than anything, it's the fact that Trey Young sat for like six minutes during that run. I, I don't know what Nate McMillan was thinking. Yeah, I'm not going to point to that one thing and say, oh, that's why Atlanta lost. And it was a fluke because, you know, they, they never shoot that poorly. They're typically, you know, a top three, three-point shooting team. Um, no, it's a bunch of things. I mean, the Knicks rebounded well in, in both games. They did, you know. Capella didn't get his 20 rebounds like he normally does. The Knicks out-rebounded the Hawks in both games. Uh, it was on the backs of their defense that got him back into this game. You know, it's not, it's not just one thing. Plus they, what, what were they, seven for 10 for three in the third quarter, I think, something like that? Atlanta? No, the Knicks. I don't know. I, I That's think good. They, I think they That's were. That's the case. <laughs> what? Don't fucking ask me a question like that. What were they, seven of 10 from three? I, I think they were seven sure. for 10. <laughs> <laughs> Barry, what's your key going into game three here? 
Keys for, for game three, I think, you know, just taking good shots. You know, uh, again, I, I've been happy with the defense that they've shown. Uh, Trey Young, there's nothing you're going to be able to do about. He's too damn good. To start off the game, Alfred Payton was right up on him. And I said, look at this. Look at Alfred. And then, what do you yeah, know? I was excited Trey, about Trey it. hits a three with Alfred right in his face. There's nothing you can yeah. do. All right? Trey's going to take you to the basket. He's going to shoot a three in your face. It is what it is. You got to just hold down everybody else. And you got to take care of business on the offensive end by not doing anything stupid and not by forcing up shots. Yeah, he's pretty much impossible to guard. He's an impossible cover. The way he gets to the basket and can either throw up an alley-oop or lob to a teammate or float it himself. Or shoot it from like 60 feet. He's unguardable. He's unguardable. If you can't acknowledge that Trey Young is an elite offensive player in this league, you're lying to yourself because that's what he is. I think if you if you notice though, I mean, they definitely were guarding him differently in game two than they did in game in game one. It looked like they spent a lot more time if you watch just they, the they angles that up, they were taking they, on him, they yep, were trying they to get him, him to move faster. left. Yeah, and they were trying to get him to go left rather than right because when he goes right, like they cannot stop right, him. Right, trying to force him to make mistakes. Yeah, and they definitely got, they like smothered him at times, right? Yep. Along the sideline, they kept getting called for fouls, which was infuriating because they had him locked up. But anything you do to throw him off his game, it's all, I think that's all you can do. One-on-one, he'll kill you every time. Yeah. And it's hard because you can't just simply double him because they've got so many great three-point shooters. Yeah, somebody's going to be left. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin Herter. I mean, gee, that he's another one. Oh. He hit one from like 30 feet during the game yesterday. Every time they every time I see him, I just think of Jeremy Cohen. I don't know what it is. <laughs> and not only did he hit one from 30, but he threw down a pretty freaking fierce dunk at one point. Two. Dude, like, and he had three he had three blocks last game. He's never had three blocks in his I, 3 I, years of playing ever. I looked it up. This was the first time. I was like, what the He's got to be the greatest redheaded basketball player that's ever played the game. <laughs> well, you know what they call them? They call him the Red Mamba, Craig. <laughs> they said they call him Red Velvet. Yep, Maybe he's that's got a bunch of nickname. different names. They call him Red Mamba and Red Velvet. Wow. That's his two nicknames on basketball reference. Yes, sir. One's after a cake and one's after Kobe. <laughs> he's a Terrapin, Barry. I know. Yeah, I mean, he could shoot. All right, my key for game three is Julius Randle. I don't think we can win another game or a second game in a row without Julius playing like Julius. And it's going to scare the shit out of me if he has a third game in a row. Because even though if he, he came through in game two a little bit at the end, still was not a good game. It was not a Julius Randle from this season type game. If he fails again to have a at least a decent game from him. No, he's our all-star. He's our leader. It's going to cause trouble for the rest of the series. And I'm going to be very... <laughs> I'm going to have no confidence going into the rest of the series, regardless win or lose this next game. Yeah, and that's and, and unfortunately, it's going to be such a damper on this amazing year that he's had, because that's going to be the narrative going out of the season, is that when it came to playoff time, he couldn't, he couldn't come through. Yeah, if he struggles the rest of the series and we get knocked out, you know, this offseason is going to be really... A tough decision for the Knicks as far as what to do for yeah. a contract. But let's not talk. I don't want to talk about it. Like, no, not I don't think. It. It. See, but I don't. I think that the. Uh, th- I disagree in just that. I think that it would be more like the fans. I think that the team is probably at this point sold on him. I don't know how much. Let's a couple not of talk games, about it. I'm telling but, you, dude. I'm telling you. If if he fucking does nothing the rest of the series and it's like this, I'm not sold on him. I'm not. I'm not. Even 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 though it's his first postseason. You're not going to yeah, even I give him that. I'm really afraid to give a huge And he's the reason you're deal. here in the first place. Yeah. See, I think it'll be more a fan thing than a team thing. Because, only because of the weirdness of this season and, and no fans but and those COVID games were, and all that. Okay, but the pressure of the games were, were extremely important as well. I mean, they were fighting, clawing to get that fourth spot. Yeah, and they, su- and, and they sucked. 
They stru- They barely got there. When the pressure was on at the end of that season, it was a struggle. We got lucky. Oh, you're talking about the final two games. But come on, that road trip, they played well? Yeah, no, they, they played, yeah, they played pretty well. The final, when the, when the pressure was really on, when it was really on, they got lucky. They've been struggling for a while now. Ah. They have not been playing their A game for a little bit. I'll give you that. I mean, and, and that, but that's also, I mean, that's also could give you confidence, right? The fact that, these games have been close, and they haven't even come out like themselves. That's all effort right there. You're right. They've not been clicking. Like some of these guys, like Alec Burks, he he didn't do that much in the, in the last game. Not like we've not like we're used to seeing. No, they have not been getting the same deadly three point shooting they've been getting, and they're obviously not getting the same Randall. Nerlens Noel has been a little iffy because he, you know, he's he's hurt working through an injury. Yeah. You well, know? the other thing we got to talk about is Robinson's probably going to be ready to go next game. You know, right. it was a game time decision gave, this game, but he didn't suit up. Because of the googly up. eyes? Before the googly eyes, it was also reported that he was going to be a game time decision. Right. So he might be ready to go for three. But he should be ready to go for game three. And you could use a guy like him, you know, especially in pick and roll situations. As good as Noel's been on the offensive end, you're not lobbing it up to Nerlens Noel all the time no, like you were you with need, Mitch. You need Mitch. It's going to make a huge difference if he comes back. Yeah. Let's see if he can stay on the court. But with Capella... And Collins, these guys yeah. kill us. Yeah, and yeah, if he can get in there and just disrupt those Trey lobs or Trey driving to the basket, as good as good as Noel has been, that could be huge, huge. You know, we've been talking all this time, and we we, you know, we haven't even mentioned RJ. I mean, because he has been struggling too. We're talking about Randall, but Barrett has not had he has not had two good games. I mean, he's had two bad games. Yeah, no, he's bad games. 11 of 29 these two games. Yeah, he's not, he's, I mean, he got a bunch of rebounds, you know, at what, like 11 or 12 the first game, but I mean, that's another thing. We need to get him going because if the top, if our top two scores are are not scoring, it's going to be tough They're to win. They're combined, Julius Randle and RJ Barrett are combined 22 of 68 Oof, these first two games. That's Again, our top under two dogs. 33%. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah, RJ, you're right. RJ hasn't played great, but I mean, I consider, I think he's played worlds better than Julius, honestly. He's definitely had his fucking moments where he's come through. That dunk in game one was oh yeah, was incredible. And he had a couple of threes that were in and out this past game. This is RJ. He's 20 years old, right? He goes through, Randall was huge every single night of the week. RJ, RJ does go through stretches where he's got a couple bad games. You know, it's not surprising. And they're not awful. He's not getting shut out. It's just not, he's not scoring his 20 points. He sat for a long time yesterday. I mean, they made that comeback without him. He did, he didn't, right? He didn't play at all, did he? Down the stretch. That's the thing. Reggie Bullock was hot and Alec Burks has been so good for us down the stretch. Yeah, it was Bullock, Burks, Rose. Yeah, Tibbs ends up having tough decisions at the end of those games because there's like, I think there's like six guys usually that could maybe be out there. He's got to pick five of them. You got to go with the hot hands. Between Randall, Bullock, Burks, RJ, Quickly, Rose. And then you got to have a center out there between Noel or Taj. So someone's going to sit. And sometimes it is RJ. You're right. Guys, you want to hear some voicemails? Yeah. What's up, guys? Uh, It's Jim from Long Island out east. Uh, Trey Young is a rat bastard. A rat bastard. Uh, he plays the game like a uh, like a sissy. He's <laughs> ruining the game of basketball. Um, and uh, you know, Frank broke my heart mm-hmm. last night. Uh. He really did. That last defensive possession. 
He he really broke my heart, letting that lollipop-headed ass kid walk right past him. I'm I'm upset. Fuck you, Trey Young. Nixon five. You know, in, in Frank's defense, I mean, he sits the whole game, and then you bring him in for like one defensive possession. I mean, what's the guy supposed to do? I mean, what are you gonna do? Uh, what's up, guys? Jim from Long Island out east. Uh, we needed that. We needed it. Is that Jim again? Same guy? That's yeah. Big. Um, oh, all right. After game two. Still looking forward. Uh, thinking about game three here. I mean, that was an abysmal first half offensively. That's got to be. The lowest, our lowest low of the series has to have just happened. The Hawks couldn't buy a basket in the fourth quarter. They had a lot of good looks. They just didn't drop. I think we got lucky there. Julius needs to be consistent, and he needs to lead that in the past here and uh, continue what he was doing in the second half there. I mean, I just, I need Trey Young to lose. I need him to burn. I need him to, uh, I, I, I need him to, uh, I need him gone. I need him to go home crying to his mom. That's what I want. Can I can I say that Jim after a win makes me look like a lunatic when I'm talking about stuff. He makes me look like a crazy fan. No, you and Jim would get along. Same personality. Like that's how bad <laughs> <laughs> that was in terms of energy. That made me look energetic. I just really need Trey Young to just really need Trey Young to die. <laughs> Nick wins! <laughs> I was waiting. Ralph and Janie here. Have a great podcast for us tomorrow. Bye. Ralph now telling us when to do podcasts. Ralph. Gotta love Ralph. Hey, what's up, Craig? What's up, Barry? What's up, Blandy? Very exciting win yesterday night. One to one. Hopefully we can get back to New York up 3-1 and finish the series. Also... I saw a fan spit on Trey Young, and as much as I enjoy the heckling, the cursing, the screaming at him, spitting on somebody is a completely different thing. That's gross. Yeah, I think all Knicks fans would agree that that you know there's definitely a line, and that is way, way especially over the with line. COVID. It almost landed on the woman in front of him. She had to dodge out of the loogie. The way what, the loogie. wasn't she? You mean the woman that was with? Was that was she with Fifty Cent? Right, because it wasn't Fifty Cent right in front of the person that spit on him. The Knicks did release a statement regarding the fan that spit at Trey Young. They said, we investigated the matter and determined that this patron, who is not a season ticket holder, did indeed spit on Trey Young. And for that reason, he is now banned from the garden indefinitely. We apologize to Trey and the entire Atlanta Hawks organization for this fan's behavior. This was completely unacceptable and will not be tolerated in our venue. We have turned the information over to the appropriate authorities. Hey, fellas, it's DB. What a win. What a win. I got to tell you, I think the turning point for me in the game was Reggie Bullock's flagrant foul on DeAndre Hunter. To me, that showed grit. It showed that 90s type of take no shit, take no prisoners. And things turned around after that. It's because we are not fucking around, and we better put Trey Young on his ass when we get to Atlanta. Let's go, Knicks. All right, guys, you, you all hear that music? It is time for the news with Blanderson Hooper, presented by Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company, who is changing the crumb cake game. Is there a new crumb cake of the month for June yet, or is it too early, Blandy? 
Not that I see, but but I do have some exciting news. What is it? If you go to the site. Uh-oh. Is, it, is this the, what we've been talking about for a long time? Come build your own custom crumb cake creation using our new interactive crumb cakery. So that's fully functional. Oh, yes, it is. You want to know how this works? Why don't we put on the sexy music and you'll tell us how it works. You want me to put it on or you? You put it on, yeah. What? Yes. You or me? You! Huh. I don't know, Craig, this sounds very exciting. Maybe you should go with the action music for this. <sighs> no way. All right. So. You're going to go onto that website. You're going to get dressed in something real there's skimpy. There's three options. Mm. Okay. Option one, you get to choose your cake flavor, a spread, or ganache, and then a crumb. <laughs> okay. Option two, cake flavor, cake filler, spread, or ganache, and crumb. And then option number three. You can get multiple spreads? It says spread or ganache. So first option, you're only choosing the cake flavor, the spread, and then the crumb. Choice two is cake flavor, cake filler, spread, and crumb. And option three, cake what? flavor, cake filler, spread, and a ganache, and a crumb. I am so confused. Barry, are you confused? And he's throwing out a lot of cake terminology, Craig. <laughs> what's, what's there to be confusing? Option one, which is the cheapest option, you're basically just picking a flavor oh. for your cake. Something for the top and a crumb. Oh, you can choose more for each of the options. Yeah. All right. The, th- the most expensive option, you're choosing the flavor of the cake. You're filling the cake with something. Something creamy, maybe. Then you're putting a spread on the cake. Then you're also putting a ganache on the cake. And okay. then you're choosing your crumb. Listen, Whereas I was earlier, about to you ask to choose you... choose between a, a spread and a ganache. Can't even get a word in with Jake. He's in the zone. I'm sorry. You, you wanted me to explain it. <laughs> He's in a trance. Craig. I was about to ask you to build your own crumb cake right now, but I can honestly, we can't, like. have you, we can't have you uh, jizzing in your pants right now. We just got to move I, on with the show. Listen, I, I, I can... Give the deets, Craig. No, no uh, cut the music. From holiday gift boxes to their world-famous crumpkins, they even have a crumb cake of the month subscription you can get for three, six, or 12 months. And oh. now, as Blandy said, you can build your own crumb cake. There's a lot of options. You want the options or do you want them to figure it out on their own? Go to the website. Uh, it, it wouldn't take that long. Give them a reason to go Wait. to the website. Yeah. Go to uh, go okay. check it out yourselves. Go to ClarksonAvcrum.com. Use promo code HARDNIXLIFE for 23% off your order. Jay can sit here all night and talk about Clarkson Avcrum. Oh, I could, company. especially with all that stuff that they've got, the filler and the, the different crumbs. I, I, so, okay. Anyway, that, that sexy music just reminded me of something. Sorry to delay your news, Jay. But, um, you know, so I was in Puerto Rico with my wife's side of the family. So her mother was there and her brother-in-law was there. I, my brother-in-law was there. I'm sorry. My wife's brother. And he's recently separated, you know, from his uh, wife. So he lives by himself in an apartment. And my mother-in-law says to him, I think we're eating dinner. And I hear her say to him, I bought you a new blow up. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was, I paused as well. I told you that uh, bitch crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently uh, she was talking about a mattress, a new blow up mattress for like when they come to visit. <laughs> Not a doll. No, but that's exactly where my mind went to. <laughs> of course, you, you know. fucking dirty fuck. Yeah, every time she buys him a new sex doll. 
Anywho. All right. Here we go. So a few um, draft-related tidbits to start off with. The Knicks got lucky this week with two draft coin tosses. Did you guys see this? Oh, yes. Unbelievable. So, so they we were, won. We always, we always get the short end of the stick until now. Well, we had a coin toss with the Hawks for either pick number 19 or 20. We won that, giving us the 19th pick in the draft. And then Dallas, for their pick, was in a coin toss with the Blazers and the Lakers. They ended up winning that. So we end up with numbers 19 and 21. We could have had 20 and 23. So clearly, you know, maybe maybe the odds are in our favor at this point. You know, when do we ever win anything when it comes to that kind of stuff? We always get the shit end of the stick. But hey, 19 and 21, maybe you package that with somebody else. You move up. Who, who knows? So you get a, a player. Uh, and then just another draft tidbit, um, and this really doesn't have much to do with the Knicks, but uh, there's this Illinois, uh, this this sophomore from Illinois, his name is Kofi Cockburn, who um, back in April, he declared for the dra- draft, Cockburn that is, he, he declared for the draft back in April, and people thought that he was just looking to test the waters and that ultimately he would go back uh, back to Illinois. But now Cockburn has made it clear that he's remaining in the draft and he's going to go pro. So so Cockburn will be in the NBA next year. I'm not even going to comment on this. No? Fucking stupid shit, which is the only reason why it's in the news. Yeah. Well, you don't like that last name, Cockburn? I love Isn't it. that Malik Beasley's nickname after all the things he's been involved in? All right, fine. Whatever. Uh, fan stuff. The uh, league <laughs> put out a- to um, give you the satisfaction. <laughs> the league put out a statement today about uh, fan behavior because of, obviously, you had two incidents. You had uh, the guy spitting on Trey Young, and now he's been banned from MSG. And then you had what happened in the Philly and Washington uh, game. Did you see that? No. What happened? What? Uh, a fan in, in Philadelphia okay. threw popcorn on Russell Wilson. Oh, I Wilson. heard about popcorn. I, mean, I heard Russell about Westbrook. It. And Russell What's Westbrook. What's the big deal about that? Some popcorn. That the, the person dumped, it, dumped his he dumped his whole box of popcorn on Westbrook's head as he was exiting the, the court. Yeah. Russell Westbrook was ready to go after him. Oh, not during the game. No, we no, he, had he, another, was, he was going back to the locker room because he after got hurt. his injury, right? Yeah. Um, and they were able. Philadelphia has identified that fan, and their season tickets were taken away. They and they revoked. are um, indefinitely banned from the Wells Fargo Arena. Yeah, Jordan Clarkson. Was named sixth man of the year. Uh, Derek Rose came in third. Our our buddy KP has been fined fifty thousand dollars by the NBA for breaking protocol and going to a club a couple of nights ago. Uh, and that came out wow. basically the the league announced that literally like minutes after they announced that Julius Randle had been named um, most improved player. So you know, good couple of minutes Love for Knicks fans. But he's still allowed to play. Um, yeah. Does that make sense? I guess it depends on whether or not he's been vaccinated. Probably. Yeah. Well, Listen, they did. I, they did make it a point to say even if you've been vaccinated, it still violates NBA protocols. Because if you so notice, they, you know, LeBron got busted for breaking protocol, and he was allowed to play. There was no issue there, uh, and there were a bunch of people who weren't happy about that. Uh, and then just just an interesting little thing here. So there's been some more Malik Beasley, Larsa Pippen drama. Did you see any of this? Malik Beasley, I guess, posted maybe it was on Instagram an apology to his to his estranged wife and their child, which she then accepted. But instead of really focusing on accepting that apology, she went after Larsa Pippen, who's twice her age at at forty six, 
and basically said, where is it here? She told Larsa Pippin that uh, you could get all of the fillers and surgery that you want, but it won't help fix that insecure soul and that she's nothing but a thirsty old woman. And she hopes 23 years from now, when she is the same age as Larsa Pippin is now, that she won't be chasing after men like she is. Go work on yourself, read a book, something to better your life while you still have the time. Wow. There's there's nothing I can think of in this world that I care less about than that last bit of news that you gave us, Jay. I, listen, all right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Barry, can you? Yeah. <laughs> he is, by the way, apparently also trying to get into the, or he's been DMing some other Instagram model. So Malik Beasley is trying to run through as many women as he possibly can, I guess. Well, he has the time. He wants that what, Jay? What do you mean? He wants that Cockburn. That's right, he does. That's why I said he probably has Cockburn. All the time. Kofi Cockburn. What kind of Cockburn? Kofi. Kofi Cockburn. You only get Cockburn Cockburn. if you're with like dirty women. I don't know. I guess it all depends on the friction you generate, just in general. Right. Sounds like it's like an STD. Right, but you could be with a clean woman and just create a lot of friction, and so then you get cockburn. Yeah, or like, you know, when you're a teenager, you get cockburn yeah. on like the carpeting, you know, all the time. Mm, did you just say the carpet? <laughs> <laughs> That's a little weird. Maybe the sock? No, um, I was a big fan of the carpet, just right there on the carpet. <laughs> Is this a shag? A shag carpet? No, just like the regular, like the carpet in the living room, you know? Right. It's getting gross. Excuse me? It's getting gross, and I'm getting fucking close. Oh, <laughs> in the family room, huh? And then that next day, it's like your dog is licking the carpet. <laughs> oh, no. Right in that spot. And you're just like, oh, no. You're like, no, get away. Oh, gosh. Get away from that area. Boy, that escalated quickly. And then your whole family's like... Why is he licking the carpet in that one spot? That's so weird. And you're just sitting there in the corner like, what? Right. But actually, wouldn't you encourage that? Because it would help get rid of like the smell. And then people would just think it smells weird because of the dog. Yeah. But everybody was like going up to it, looking at it. Oh, and they were. So this actually happened. figure out what saying. it is. No, I'm just fucking with you. Oh. By the way, that's the way. Oh, yeah. Thank God. Got to get that. Just remember. It's not just when you come, like it's it's how hard you come. Hmm. Right on that carpet. Guys, that's gonna do it for today's show. Huge game tonight. Game three in Atlanta in the A. We are with the shits. Alright? Right in that A. This is exciting because we had to wait a long time between game one and game two. It felt like and now we're right back at it. And dude, Sunday's game, it's fucking one o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm working till four. Fuck, it sucks. You have to have it on live in the store, no, don't you? No, no, I have to yeah. DVR. Are you kidding me? Why? Well, because you, you that's what I do with every Nick game. Barry, I DVR and I watch. How could you not listen to a playoff game live? No, 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 no. Put I, your I, fucking I, I headphones I will in. Not. Do something. Dude, what are you talking about? I will not. I will not. I will avoid do all you have, social media. Do you have media? audio through the store? Barry, come on. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to have it on in the store because I can't enjoy it. I don't want to get interrupted. No. Barry. No, I need to enjoy this playoff game. No, uh-uh. I yes. remember Nick's Bowls, I was at my cousin's fucking wedding. And it was the 90s, so it wasn't like today, where you had, like, you could watch on your phone and get perfect this reception. I had this little watchman with a fucking antenna that I was underneath the table watching Nick's right. Bulls. And I had adults who knew I had that thing yeah. coming under the table to check it out with me. 
We didn't we right. go to a different. dance. That's didn't we different. go to a dance in high school? And instead of being inside, we were we were in the car listening to a Knicks playoff game. <laughs> That's very. I could swear we did that. I could swear that we did that. <laughs> How are you going to wait on a playoff game and not it's have it's not ruled? game seven? It's not Barry. a deciding game. It's no. a swing game, and I want to uh, enjoy the game. No. <laughs> That's, actually, no, this is the swing game actually coming up how tonight. Can you, I would be the ner- most nervous yeah, fucking no, wreck. What are you talking about? In the store. And how do you control people just coming in or and not mentioning what happened? It's going to be a challenge. How do you get through the day? I'm going to text you. Do, do you better not. <laughs> Shoot there. All right, guys, you can reach out to us. It's a hardnickslife at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at hardnickslife. You can follow Barry at Barry Dorkin. You can follow Jay at Landy Hooper. And remember, as always, you can call us. 516-33-MESH-1. Give us your your post-game reactions. That's 516-336-3741. You like our show, you listen to it. Don't forget, please leave us a review. Leave us some ratings. Predictions for Game 3, guys. What do you got? I can't call it. I was very confident going into Game 2 that we were going to get that win, and we did. This one, I don't know. This is tough. It's new turf, right? Uh, I but I, I got to expect up. a bounce back game from Julius, which I feel should be enough to put us over the top. All right, so win f- for Barry. I feel a lot me. better if I knew Mitch was playing. I don't. I I say it's just a toss up. I don't know. It could go either way. All right, I'm going for a win because we with the shits. All right. I don't know what else there's to say. What does that mean? Do you know? <laughs> we what? We, we with the shits. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was Reggie's line. What right? is that? That's good, right? We yeah, are with the, with the shits. I always have the shits. <laughs> I um, haven't shit since Sunday because I went on vacation <laughs> on Monday, and I don't, I don't, I don't shit on vacation. My body Are you fucking shut serious? Down. I'm hundred percent serious. Why don't you shit on vacation? You can go away for a, a week, two weeks. You don't shit the whole time. Uh, yeah, I mean that's I mean, this was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. No shit. Wait, and you haven't gone today since you've been home? No, I once went three weeks without shitting. That's how is that possible? The doctors told me it's not physically possible, but I'm telling you, I went three weeks without shitting for. <laughs> Sleepaway camp. All my weirdest shit happened there. <laughs> I was afraid to go. It was my first summer away from my house, and I never shat anywhere outside of my house. And I was afraid to go. Huh. The ru- until word got out that I hadn't gone yet, a counselor went into, came up to me, looked at me during our morning inspection. It was like being in the army. They would like check your bed, check your fingernails, check behind, right? They'd check behind your ears. See if you're clean. He looked at me and said, when's the last time you took a shit? <laughs> I looked at him and said, I haven't taken a shit yet. <laughs> he said, you're taking one today during rest hour, which was after lunch. And I was just like, okay. Then I took a shit. Wow. It's that easy, huh? That's all I fucking needed. You just, you're able to relax that sphincter and just do what you had to do. Yeah. Hmm. All right, guys. We wit the shits. That's going to be the title of the show, I think. <laughs> Until next time, good luck in game three, Knicks. Julius fucking come through, dude. It is a hard Knicks life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.